Welcome to The Lucrative Society. I'm your host, Mindy Kniss. And I'm Sean Stevenson. Enjoy the show. On today's program, we have our dear friend, Allison Maslin. Sean and I are delighted to have her with us, and we are excited for you, the listener, to get to know her. She is filled with amazing business wisdom, advice. Allison, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited that you invited me here today. We are too. I'm hoping that some of your, your humor will, will come out because you and Allison, Sean and Allison, have a very special relationship. Well, Allison has a very dirty mind and <laughs> I'm always blushing when she's around because she's just cracking inappropriate jokes nonstop and I'm just like, wow, no wonder her husband is so reserved. I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> well, we can let him to believe that, but um, yeah, I, can't, I just can't help myself, Sean. It's, I know, I know. it's a problem. I need to come to you for some work on that. Yeah. <laughs> you are so much nicer than me. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> Allison, let's just jump into the business side here. Uh, can you walk us through your entrepreneurial evolution where where do you start and where are you now? So I, I feel like I came out of the womb as a business owner or at least into the entrepreneurial life. Uh, my family was uh, had their own business. My dad built a big um, women's clothing chain. And so I grew up just kind of running from store to store with him, wishing that I could fit into these beautiful women's clothes when I was little. And uh, he would just, you know, stop for ice cream, tell people what to do. And I thought, oh, well, this is easy. I, I can do that. And so uh, at 19, I started my first business. It was actually personalized poetry uh, when I was in college. And I thought, oh, man, this is it. I, I am going to make it big as a poet. And uh my dad said, well, you know, Allison, poets really don't become known until they're dead. And so that was a huge buzzkill for me. Um, and so I, I moved on from the poetry thing and, and expanded it to a full-service advertising and PR firm. And we had big clients like Ben & Jerry's and Supercuts and Allstate and Charlotte Russe and... Um, and so that was, you know, my first taste of success and the business grew really fast and, um, and then kind of imploded. And I, I can share that story a little bit more with you later. We, we all have our implosions, right? Which are big lessons. And then from there I went on and, and I've built nine more companies since then. I, I finally got it right. And, uh, and now my 10th business is Pinnacle Global Network. And you, Sean, have spoken at some of our events. And so we mentor business owners around the world. And I just absolutely love it. Allison, in your evolution, what, would have, what could you have done to not implode? Well, I think that I'm actually grateful for the implosion. I'm glad I didn't die because I ended up having a terrible car accident. Uh, I, I actually ran over myself. Um, back then because I was so out of my mind stressed out. More of that story. What? <laughs> I've heard this one. What? It's good. Yeah, well, you know, I was just, 
is it kind of goes along with the theme of your show. I was so focused on making money that I had become very out of alignment with what made me happy, with what I was passionate about. And I really back then thought that's what business was all about. And I was making money and I was miserable. And you're, I, was, I felt like I was as good as my last campaign. There weren't really, I didn't feel like I was ha having those deeper relationships with people. And I just was empty and, and, just, and stressed to the max. I didn't really know how to scale. I didn't know how to delegate. Even though I had some employees, I was a control freak. And uh, one particular day, I was just exhausted. I'd been up all night writing a, a campaign for a big client, forgot to pick up my daughter from daycare. Um, so racked with guilt and, and ridiculously late, you know, hauling butt to get there and pulled up and the car started rolling down the daycare driveway and I jumped in to try to stop it. Oh. Yeah, never do that. Um, never do that. So it just dragged me under the, the car, swung back, knocked my legs out from underneath me, pulled me underneath the car, dragged me out into the middle of the street and rolled over my legs. And um, it just stopped, it literally stopped like an inch before I would have been like a goner. So would I wish that upon me again? Absolutely not. However, I needed that kind of a wake-up call to wake me up. And I do feel that sometimes we need that polarity to know the difference. So I'm kind of I'm grateful that it happened all those years ago because I walked away from that saying, I have to do things differently. I, I do like business. I do see that people have very successful companies and have a life. I need to figure this out. That's a wild story. I hadn't heard that before. So if in the past that was your, your version of business, that's how you thought of business, I want to ask you, fast forward to today, what is your definition of wealth now? Well, I mean, wealth is uh, feeling healthy, uh, freedom of choice, abundance, and of course, having uh, freedom of choice on your on the financial end too. I like to be able to say, yes, I want to do that. I'd like to take this trip. If there's something I really want to buy, I like to be able to do that. I like to take great care of my employees. In fact, we're planning uh, to take our employees to Mexico next year. We were just talking about that. So it does give you this sense of freedom. But if I'm making the money and I don't feel that wealth of happiness and, you know, feel fit in my body that I can, you know, move and, and do the things that I want, I don't feel like that's a sign of wealth. Yeah, it's so interesting with our various guests. It's, there are many common themes when we ask that question. It's, you know, talking a lot about health and freedom, those words probably come up more than, than any recently, especially with different guests. And what I love about that so much is not one single person has said, oh yeah, it's X amount of dollars, you know, or it's about the money. Yeah, that's part of it, but it's so much bigger than that. So flipping over to the other side on happiness, how do you know when you're happy? For me, it's 
an energy that comes uh, from within in homeopathy. And that was one of my businesses I ran for 20 years was a homeopathic practice. So it was very focused on health. Uh, we call it the vital force. And it's kind of like chi. And there is this sense of upliftedness, you know, in, in your cells, in your soul. And you also have an excitement of what is to come in your life and always having the opportunity to take things to the next level. That's super important to me. And it's really more about a sense of accomplishment than how many more zeros can I add to the bottom line. In your business, what causes the most stress? That's a really good question. I think what causes the most stress for me personally is that, I mean, I'm very driven, as you both know, but I, I like that feeling of being driven. And I had one time an employee say to me, Allison, you're like a red Ferrari and we are running so fast to keep up with you. And my first thought was, well, then run faster. <laughs> <laughs> What's your problem? Um, so I, I think for me is like, I, there's so many things that I want to do in this lifetime. And there's so many things that I'm excited about. And even for this year to come, I have all these, all these new objectives. So I think what's hard for me is that I have to, I, I have to like put some things aside. I have to get myself to just slow down a little bit and, you know, really stay, stay focused on the, on that one track for a while. That's hard for me to do. Sure. So what do you do to de-stress when you find that you are stressed? Well, my favorite thing to do is to fly on the flying trapeze. <laughs> Let's talk about that a little bit. That's, that's <laughs> gotta be the best but answer. Honestly, I'm, I was, who doesn't, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think that's the best answer we've ever gotten to that. <laughs> I know. We've got to get you both up there for sure. Yeah. So I was a gymnast growing up and I went to Club Med uh, later in life and I had just gotten dumped by um, a then ex-boyfriend. And so what's the next, you know, rational thing you do, you go to Club Med. And so uh, I, I went and I'm walking around the grounds. I look up and there's this massive piece of metal and there's these people up there flying. And I, I was like, oh my God, you actually can do that and you don't have to be in the circus. And so I fell in love with the art of trapeze. Um, so that was over 20 years ago. I've been training with um, one of the top trapeze, uh, five generation circus uh, families for uh, past two decades. And then two years ago, I fulfilled a dream of having a full size trapeze rig built in my backyard. This is what I love about you, Allison. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm really into trapeze. No, you go to the top person for the last 20 years and then you create one in your, in your yard. <laughs> That is amazing. I know. It's so trippy. And even when I, when I decided to do it, I said to myself, this is really ridiculously crazy. Like I was having a conversation with myself, like this is ludicrous. But, you know, I share this stuff because I think most people have things they really want to do in their life 
that would make them really happy. But there's this voice that says, I can't, I don't deserve this. You know, why should I do this? People are going to think I'm nuts. And so entrepreneurial journey though, like that it's so synonymous where people, it's like, this is crazy. You know, it's, it's yeah. crazy to expect that people will pay us for certain things and, and want to, you know, do things with us. It's, it's crazy. It is crazy. So, I mean, you know, we are trailblazers, I guess, and we do want to create our own path. But, hey, if you get to your end of your life and you look back and you say, you know, I, I, I went the route that everybody else wanted and I didn't you know, follow my heart and my true gifts, that to me, that would be really sad. Mm -hmm. So you are a curious person and we want to know what are some of the things that you are curious about? What do you like studying and what do you never grow tired of learning about? I love business. I do. I, I really feel that business is the best way to share your gifts with the world and really make an impact and change lives. I mean, if you think of some of the most uh, innovative and transformative technologies and inventions that are saving lives this, these days um, that are hopefully going to help us with what is going on with the environment and so forth, these are from inventors, entrepreneurs. And so to me, when I am learning something new on the business realm and I'm able to then share that with our clients, I feel that, that makes me feel alive and it makes me feel like my brain is, is expanding. Because, you know, we only use a tiny, tiny bit of our brain, which blows me away, which, you know, it challenged me to say, how, how much more can I learn? We mentor business owners in all different industries, all different business models. So I'm always learning about a new industry, a new way for uh, a business owner to scale their business. It becomes a challenge and that excites me. I love that. I wanted to ask you about scaling. You've written a whole book about it. One time, a few years ago, we were meeting with one of our business mentors and I was asking him about scaling. And I was saying, you know, here's what I'm thinking. This is going to be what I do. And I said, but how would you scale that? And he said, Mindy, go get that problem first. First, go do the thing. Then once you're maxed, then worry about scaling. And I wanted to ask you your opinion on that. Do you agree with that? Do you disagree with that? Do you need to think so far in advance for how to scale things? Or should you go get that problem first? You know, it depends on what your goal is. I would say scaling is not for everyone. I mean, a lot of people want to you know, be a solopreneur and, you know, provide that service and, you know, work part time. And they're really good with that. And I think that's fantastic. Um, but if you know that you really want to grow a, a larger enterprise, you still can, you know, I take a week off every month now, which is so much fun. And I have, I don't, I have a whole team of CEOs that are doing our mentoring. So I have replicated myself. But I think if you know you want to do that, then plan the model from the beginning. Don't wait till you run over yourself like I did. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
you know, um, but I do, you, you know, at first you do, you have to get the, you know, there are the phases that you take your growth through and the beginning is just getting your product or service out there, figuring out your target market, you know, getting them results, you know, before you really start scaling. So I, I would say I agree with them to that point. But if you do know that you want that bigger enterprise, you know, if you can plan from that in the beginning, you're going to save yourself years and years of headache and heartache and just get to it much faster. Allison, I want to know what are some of your career accomplishments that when you look back on them, you just you feel really good about them? Career accomplishments, I would say, I'm going to go back to some earlier ones. Like um, when I was, had my ad agency before I imploded, Charlotte Roos was one of my clients and I really helped them scale. I mean, they had over 250 stores before the original owners um, uh, sold their company. And I was a big part of that growth. Uh, they had one store in Carlsbad and, you know, grew it up to 250 stores. So that, that was quite a journey and a lot of fun. I, as a homeopathic physician, I helped pass a bill called SB 577, which is the California Health Freedom Act. This was in 99. And so that the consumer could choose who they wanted to go to in the state of California um, and not being dictated, you know, um, if, if they wanted to go to a naturopath or an acupuncturist or a homeopath, as long as those practitioners were forthcoming on their education and their credentials and so forth. So that, that was a huge win. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, um, you know, as far as now, I would just say for me, really just seeing the business owners thrive. Seeing them come in, they have their, uh, their roadblocks that they've carried with them for years and years. Like it's their story of why they haven't been able to grow. And to see them to break through that, um, I mean, talk about abundance and wealth and freedom. I mean, that's, you know, when you can get out of your own way. You know, so that's, I'd say, one of the biggest accomplishments. That's probably our favorite part as well is just watching them rise. It's so great. So we have an acronym that we ask every one of our guests about. The acronym is HERB, H-E-R-B. And I'm gonna walk you through each letter and ask you a question about each one. So H stands for habits. What are your personal habits that have contributed to the success that you currently have, to your health and well-being, you know, and across the board? What habits do you take on on a daily or maybe weekly, monthly basis? Well, for me, physical fitness, and I know both of you are very involved in it, and I've had the same fitness trainer for 22 years. And he is an ex-Marine, and he kills me. I, I wow. saw him today. Um, he's the longest male relationship I have ever had, except for a cat, my cat, Miko. Mike's in third place. So um, I would say, you know, physical fitness, um, I, it has gotten me through, you know, raising a difficult, not difficult, high maintenance, let's say this teenage daughter, um, and so many other, you know, challenges in my life. So th that gives me energy, clears my head, and helps me to be resilient. The other thing that I do, and I've, I've been doing this pretty consistently the last couple of years, 
And that is that I have two hours a week that I do thinking time. Mm -hmm. And it is the, I look, I look forward to this. And for somebody who is really uh, ADD, like most of us, right? Uh, and can barely sit still. For me, I love that because it's just a real creative time. It's not, I'm not great at meditation. I tried it for so many years and I just couldn't sit there and clear my thoughts. But when I have a focus on, on you know, really um, being allowed to let my mind expand and come cre creative, it's some of the best ideas that I've had for my business. And that's just like play to me. So that's a, that's a habit that I have. And I also, I'm a late night, I, I'm a night owl. Ah, me too. Are you? Totally. I, I fought it for years, you know, I've read all the books, I'm supposed yes, to get up at 5 a.m. It just, it's not gonna happen. My whole family is, we, could, we, all, we were texting at 12.30 the other night. <laughs> my mom, my brother, my sister. Now, is Mike also a night owl? Nope, he is gone, you know? 10 o'clock is, I mean, I just, I see him fading, but he is up and ready to go, you know, six in the morning, and I'm like, ah, see ya. <laughs> That's exactly us. Sean is you know, <laughs> asleep by 10, he's out by 5 a.m., and I'm like, it's just not going to happen for me. I'm right there with you. I tried. It's just not, it's not how I'm wired. So let's move on to E. E stands okay. for environment. And that can be either your, your physical space, your mental space, you know, all of the above. Mm -hmm. What do you allow in or not allow into your environment or, or what do you like to uh, surround yourself with? So I am very affected by my environment. I think that I'm really sensitive to energy around me. So number one, I do not tolerate any negativity, uh, gossip, you know, victim mentality, uh, you know, look, I, I was a single mom. I had nobody give me a dime. I, I've had the same struggles as, as, you know, many other people. I believe that, you know, we create our own happiness. And so it's not that I don't have uh, compassion for people that are struggling and things like that. It's just they need to take responsibility and do something about it. Because I get very drained when I'm around that, you know, Eeyore sort of energy. And I've actually had to distance myself in the past from certain relationships because of that. And, and that was difficult, but also, you know, I, I feel like that that was a big part of my growth. As far as my living environment, I'm a real believer in the power of intention and law of attraction. I, Mike and I lived in a house in Cardiff and, you know, nice house. It was, it was very small and I'm, uh, I do a lot of writing and creating. And so I kept visualizing for the longest time of a house that, you know, had all of uh, this greenery around and windows everywhere. And I literally would visualize this all of the time, like when I do my thinking time. And, and you know, it took us, took us quite a while uh, and a lot of hard work, of course. But, you know, that's what we've created here. And our house is kind of like a, a retreat center. And so I, I think that um, 
you have to be able to see the see the possibilities, believe that it can happen, and you can create any environment that you want. Totally. I love that. And for those of you listening that can't see what we're seeing right now, that was the first thing I commented on. I said, your windows and your trees are gorgeous. <laughs> She's surrounded by green. It's awesome. So moving on to the R, the R stands for resources. And Sean and I love to geek out on books, programs, mentors, whatever it might be. So what resources have really helped you develop into who you are, both as a business person and also personal life? Well, I'm a huge believer in having a mentor. And I can't sit here and be a proponent of coaching if I don't do it myself. So I always invest in that. It's so funny you saying, you're saying uh, herb, well, herb, that was my dad's name. So uh, he was my first mentor. Um, and, but I have, you know, here I go and hire the top, you know, trapeze family. I have the 15, you know, over 20 years for my um, fitness trainer. You know, I have several business mentors that I've worked with over the years. Um, I'm in two masterminds. And so I just, you know, when people feel like, oh, I should figure this out on my own, uh, I, I really feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot. If you want to figure something out, find someone that's already done it. Why do you have to recreate the wheel? And then make it your own. Yeah, I wish that you could have told me that 12 years ago <laughs> because I was that person trying to do everything on my own. So that's uh, super important for all of us to realize that nobody, nobody creates any of the things that we've created by ourselves. What about books or programs or other types of resources? What are some of your favorites? Let's see. Um, the Big Leap is one of my favorite books by Gay Hendricks. Have you read that book? Yeah, Gay Hendricks is awesome. Yeah, I, I love that book um, on the mindset about... Um, stepping into your genius. You know, uh, I think a lot of people are, as he says, are in your zone of excellence. And, you know, we're good at something. So that's what we do. But that's not really what creates like what you're talking about is the wealth. When we are, you know, really in our zone of genius, what lights us up? Um, that one thing that people come to you and say, Oh, my God, Sean, you are amazing at that, and you just light up when you do that. That's when you're in your zone of genius. I absolutely love that book. I, I read a lot of, actually, fiction and poetry. Um, Henry David Thoreau is my favorite poet, and uh, On Walden Pond, and that actually helps me to, uh, to get creative and uh, I look, one of his quotes is, um, all good things are wild and free. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I read all, any new business book that, that comes out. I mean, I have like stacks and stacks of books, you know, I'm, I'm constantly consuming. That's how we are, too. And I wondered about your, you know, you as a poet, who were some of your inspirations. I'm all about those transcendentalists with Walt Whitman. He was my favorite. Thoreau. All those oh, I love people. Walt Whitman. Yeah. Yes. Right there with you. I love that. Rounding out this herb or herb to, for your dad, the B stands for beliefs. What are some of your core beliefs that have contributed to who you've become today? Yeah, I, I love that um, because I believe 
I believe, <laughs> I believe the beliefs uh, are, you know, the, the core of who you are and what really drives you, your values. And I believe it's so crucial that we live a congruent life. The way we think and the way we feel is also expressed in our actions, in our behaviors, and so that everything is in alignment. I think what creates so much unhappiness is when people are incongruent with what they feel and what they hope and they dream is, you know, complete opposite of what they're living in their life. And so there's this constant battle. So be who you are. And I also, you know, as uh, trite as this may be, is I just believe that absolutely anything is possible. And you just keep, you need to keep walking towards your dream every single day and don't let anyone tell you that it can't be done. That is what I believe. When you are doing a travel, like do you travel a lot in your business or are you mostly a homebody? I do travel a lot and I'm, you know, there was a while there, uh, Sean, that I was traveling like 15 cities back to back speaking. And I remember having a moment, I was in the Phoenix airport and I was like, if I never get on another airplane, I, <laughs> I'm so done. And so I stopped doing that and for like the last probably three, four years. Uh, but now I'm kind of fired up. So I have some speaking engagements that I'm going to be doing overseas and, and all of that. I just have to really make sure that I leave ample time before the trip and after to get, you know, to, to, if you land and then you're running onto something else, that's the thing that's going to just run me into the ground. So really making sure that you have that, I mean, somewhat of a balance as much as you can have. Allison, I'll ask you this last question on my side. When it comes to money, do you believe that all money is created equal or do you believe that some money is bad and some money is good? I think money is energy. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it's currency right? And if you think of a current, it's just ele like electrical energy that's moving back and forth. So could there be bad energy? I suppose so. I mean, I, I guess if you are, if money is the product of something that you're harming somebody else, uh, yeah, I guess that would be definitely negative. But I, I think that there's so much good that can be, I mean, money is just a form of exchange really is all that it is. And so if, it, if it's in exchange for something that is good and you're making a difference and, you know, you're helping people, whether you're selling tires or beauty products, it doesn't really matter. And you're, you're doing it in a way that is in alignment with who you are. I think it's, you know, it's, I think money is wonderful. I mean, the more the better, I mean, the more impact that you can create. So I think there, people have a lot of mixed up ideas because of their childhood. You know, money is evil. 
who do you think you are? You know, money doesn't grow on trees. So I think sometimes people make a lot of money and are ashamed of it or don't want people to know uh, because they feel like that, you know, they've, they need to play it down so that, you know, others don't think negative of them. But I, I'm, I think the more money, the better, the more you can give, uh, the more I can do for my employees and their families, um, the more I can give to charities and things that I'm involved with, like just like my child, I've been really involved with them for, for the last 10 years. And you know what? I work hard, so I deserve it so as far as I'm concerned. And so, and that's how I tell my clients, like you, you work really hard and you know, you need to be rewarded for that. It's a good thing. It totally is a good thing. I love that. It's like, yeah, you do deserve that. And being so open and just a shining light example of that. I, I, I love that about you. I wanted to ask you this to end our conversation. There will be people that are listening to this right now that are really struggling. They may be struggling because they are not yet making the, the dollars that they're wanting to live the lifestyle that they would like. Or maybe they're struggling because they have the money and they're like, Ugh, but the rest of my life is totally broken. So struggle is happening. If you were to drop down into your heart and speak directly to that listener, what would you have to say to that person? Well, I'd say, first of all, I get it. I have been there. And I really feel for what you're going through. I mean, I literally did not have, um, you know, a dime. I didn't even have enough to buy coffee. I was at a, a point going through my divorce where I was, it was like, okay, get food stamps or figure this out. Uh, I didn't have anybody helping me financially. So uh, when you hear me talk about, you know, having money and wealth and all of that, I, I've been through both sides of it. And I will say I'm actually really grateful for that time because I think sometimes you can get to a point where your desire for change becomes stronger than your fear. Thing is that for those of you listening, you're already wealthy. You have everything you need inside of you right now. And if you can just believe that or allow somebody else to be a mirror for you, to help you see that in you, and then you just keep walking towards that dream every single day. There are going to people tell you that you're crazy. There are going to be people that are telling you that you know, you don't deserve it. It's not going to happen. You got to run as far as you can <laughs> from those people and just find others and surround yourself with people that really do believe in you. And it may not happen tomorrow or the next day or the next day or even the next month or the next year. But you keep taking that step forward and it is absolutely going to happen. I truly, truly believe in you. And you deserve to be happy, deserve to be uh, wealthy inside and out. Couldn't have stated that better. Allison, if people want to know more about what you're doing with your company and just want to interact with you and learn from you, where do you want to send them? So they can go directly to our website, which is allisonmaslin.com. 
And if they want to email directly, just go to support at allisonmaslin.com. And uh, I, you know, if it's anything directed at me, I will absolutely see that and respond. And you can also go to um, scaleorfail.com and you can get my book there and all kinds of great bonuses. Awesome. We highly recommend you do all those things. Follow Allison. She's got so many cool things going on. She really is an inspiration because I love going. Sean, as we already said, has spoken at her events and seeing her audience and just just one, the number of people, and two, their enthusiasm, their testimonials. Like, it's just awesome. So please check out everything Allison Maslin is doing. She's fantastic. Allison, thank you. This has been a great conversation, and we're so just delighted by your friendship, by your wisdom, by having you as an example to look up to. So thank you for all of that. Well, I love you both dearly. So um, I'm just honored to be here and excited about all the things that you, you both are up to. You inspire me. So thank you. Thank you, Alfred. We'll see you next time on The Lucrative Society. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure and subscribe to The Lucrative Society on iTunes and leave a review of the podcast. For more information on our programs, visit our website at lucra.com. That's L-U-C-R-A dot com.